30 30th birthday. I can't believe that it coincides. Like our 30th podcast coincides with your 30th birthday weekend. I know, and I remember the first time I listened to your first podcast. I was back in Apollo Bay. Mm. Now you're a part of it. I know, I'm here. I know. Yeah. So you've made it to 30. Happy 30th birthday podcast. There you go. (laughs) Happy 30th birthday, Bray. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you. It is exciting. So Tony, Craig and Jack surprised me. But I kind of blew the surprise. So they <laughs> told me to uh, go to the train station side of Medley Park, for those of you who know where Medley Park is. Tell me what you want to eat and wait for yeah, instructions. Yeah, wait for further instructions. I was like, okay, no worries. So I gave them my order, and I was at the post office actually picking up a present from another friend, and Craig was like, okay, meet us here. And I was like, fucking hell, i got to get there so quick. And then I apologized to Craig because I swore at him. <laughs> and then... Um, I get there. Well, first she says, sorry for sweating. Yes, sweating. (laughs) (laughs) Don't have to apologize for sweating, (laughs) Brie. And then I I pull up as Craig and Tony are pulling balloons and flowers out of the car. So then they told me to fuck off and go and sit back in the car. (laughs) So I waited in the car. And then they were like, you can come now. (laughs) Um, So we had a picnic. Um, Got some food from Little Lucky and I was surprised with some flowers. Um, and some cupcakes, so that was a good way to start the afternoon. Thank you for that. It was lovely. You're welcome. You. Pre-birthday, birthday Pre-birthday celebration. Birthday. Yeah. What's well, going to be a big weekend for you? I know. A few things on. A bit, a bit yeah. busy, but it's good because I get to see some friends and some family at the same time. So considering I thought I wasn't going to be able to do anything, um, I can do something. So yeah, looking forward to it. And I think um, I'm actually excited about my birthday and I never like I always get excited for my birthday and the celebration but I never actually get excited for getting older and I've actually um well I know it's inevitable um but I've come to terms with the fact that I am turning journey 30 so and I'm not in the fetal position I actually thought I'd be in a proper fetal position in a gutter somewhere the um, funny thing is I sw- not. we've been talking about it quite a bit <laughs> mm. d- during the week like uh, quite a bit like um, guys do not give a shit no they don't they just do not care they're like oh yeah <laughs> I don't know if they care when they get to like 50 or something but they still they just don't care yeah they have no no cares no no fucks given about yeah. it no and then girls are like holy shit yeah what is happening is. with my life? Yeah. Why am I going to be... I'm going to be 30. What, <laughs> what, do you, what, do you, what is why next? Why do you think it is? Why is it crazy? Um, I don't know if it's because I think chicks may have more of a social pressure on them, maybe, because they have to be at a certain... Like, if the, the, clock the clock's ticking. ticking um, whereas, like, if a bloke's 35 and still single, they're just like, oh, yeah, he's still single. Whereas, like, if a chick was 35, they'd be like, oh, gosh, she's got some psychological How damage. How many cats does yeah. she have? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I think it might have a bit to do with that. But um, yeah, did you stress out? Nah, not even like not even a little bit. Didn't even. Craig's stress. Did you stress out? No, I didn't. No, as I said, I think I was getting more stress getting closer to forty than thirty. Yeah. But when I was thirty, I mean, in my thirties, I was the fittest I've ever been in my life. Like, and I'm. yeah, like when you be the fittest now. The only time I've seen you stressed about it was when you were competing in CrossFit comps, and you're like, mm. oh, "I don't want to do masters." Oh. Yeah, I'm like, I'm I've, I'm new at this. I'm like, I can beat some of these chicks that are 18. Like, yeah, I'm not fucking mm. competing. Is masters 35 and up? Yeah. Ugh. Okay. Um, it was 40. It was 40. Mm. It was 40 back then. Yeah. Yeah. Forwards. Yeah. 
And yeah. I was like more more like that. Like I was boxed into where well, you, you're only good enough to compete there. But that was yeah. probably my perception of it mm. and not not how it was. Yeah. Like so yeah, probably closer to forties. I also think that there's been quite a few times over between forty or maybe a little bit and now mm. that I felt like in this industry as being a coach and yeah. a PT and a all that kind of stuff that I have limited time. So I feel like you, you're going to get to a stage where God, it doesn't happen to guys. It just doesn't happen no, to guys. It actually, it does happen to women in this yeah. industry. It's like, I'm not training with her. Like, what does she know? She's old. Like, what is she, you know, yeah, what is she yeah. doing? She's doing old people's stuff and she's doing yeah. whatever. Yeah. Um, there is a bit of, a bit more of a shelf life for personal trainers, um, in, women coming up, or you just get, into a point where you get this clientele yeah right and that's the clientele you really attract whether whether you want to stick with that or Mm. whether you want to um yeah go another way yeah yeah i have had a bit of a talk to different different trainers yeah um guys as well like you know and they, they agree there's definitely shelf life yeah more for female trainers that's harsh yeah Ah, uh, that's reality, I Harsh guess. Truth. Mm. Well, I guess the it's it's can be called in similar in different industries the same yeah, thing. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Mm. I, really I agree think there that. is, but I think there's also like I do agree, but I think like if you look at like people who are um, like there's a lot of female weightlifting coaches. Yeah. Who are like well into their 50s yeah who are like some of the best weightlifting coaches in the world and people will go to them because they're the best in the world, world. what they do yeah mm. like i wouldn't go to like i know it's more of a male dominated industry for sure yeah but i would never and yeah it might be a bit different because male but i would never not go to like a male coach who's older for that reason so like if there was a like a female coach who say was doing i don't know something that i wanted to do and i was like fuck they are like the best in the industry at that yeah there'd be nothing stopping me from going i'd go to them maybe yeah. i'll look at things a little bit different to other people mm. but i'd be like I'd, if i was going to someone for a specific thing whether it be muay thai or powerlifting or whatever like kaylee reese who's like a six-time muay thai world champion i've done one of her seminars before if she's in wa but if she was in if she was in melbourne mm. i would for sure go train with her like i, I did go to her seminar and i was one of the only males there so yeah. that probably does say something in itself, I guess. Yeah. But and how I look at things. Yeah. But she was a six time world champion. I'm like, you'd be a stupid how old as is a, she? Uh she's I think she's about fifty. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so that was she would have been in her forties when I went. Mm. Um she might be a bit younger. I might I might I might have it a little bit yeah. off. But um like she's retired from she doesn't compete anymore. Yeah. Um but I would n- never look at someone and go Oh, I'm not going to go to there because they're, they're female. There's tons yeah. of female like Muay Thai coaches and fighters that I follow, but I look up to, and I learn just as much, if not more, from them than what I do from males. Yeah. So I don't know if that's just how I look at things, and other guys and other people might be different. Yeah. Well, it might be that same thing. It might be girls putting this this um, persona onto other other women. Mm. Mm. Definitely. Mm. I think so. Mm. Yeah. So I think it's like fuck what other people say or what other people think. It's like, 
Pave your own way. You do you. You pave, pave your, your own, own way. And... Pave yeah. your own lane. <laughs> your last name's Lane. Get it? <laughs> <Well>, um... <laughs> Boom tish. Hmm. <laughs> interesting. How's everyone's week been? It's been good. Good week. It's been good. I've been pretty busy week actually. Mm-hmm. I think just like the whole move stuff over the last couple of weeks. The weekends have been pretty much non-stop. Yeah. So I've been probably pretty tired coming into the weeks from that. Yeah. And then having like Monday was like a 13 hour day. Yeah, um, so I think a few of those days have been a bit tiring, but I'm yeah. definitely not going to complain about it because 13 hour day means we've got people coming in and training and definitely more people contacting, wanting to come train and kids coming back and all that sort of stuff. So it's, it's a good thing. Kids are definitely coming back. <laughs> that was a big sigh. Yeah. <laughs> I love training kids. I love training kids. Like that's actually like one of my favorite sessions. I yeah, I agree. We had um in the CrossFit Kids Club, well, Invictus Fit classes for kids this week. We had nine kids in each class, so it was pretty pretty bonkers. But we're back. It's good to have them back. Oh, yes. It. It, might be, it might be your birthday, but I'll whack you if you keep banging. Sorry, back. sorry. <laughs> yeah, that banging, that, all that banging noise was Bree in her glass of beer. That we're celebrating her birthday. Celebrating her birthday. Yes. Yeah. So now the kids are good. Good energy. Yeah. They're they're glad to be back. They're kind of um, not really had anything other than their screen time. So I think they've I think they've felt it a bit. A lot of the kids they've because they haven't done anything pretty much for I don't know what are we now seven eight months. They haven't really done any physical activity. A lot of them are other we... than just bits and pieces around home or maybe a little bit of sport from home. Yeah. PE. And we, we deal with kids that do multiple after-school activities, usually. Yeah. So they usually have taekwondo or they usually are going swimming this day. and basketball, or, basketball what, Yeah, this, our... Dancing. Our after-school mm. activity isn't their only one. So they haven't been able to do any of it. Well, considering you look at, like, the likes of Jess, who does Muay Thai multiple nights a week and yeah. then does the Invictus Fit classes as well... Um, you know, she's usually used to training four or five times a week. Uh, so you've got a lot of kids like that, but even just training here, they train four or five times mm, a week. Yeah. And they went to the screens all day, all day. Yeah. And like in winter too. So it's like, Ugh. it's not like this whole COVID thing happened in summer where the weather's real nice for yeah. them to go out and, you know, run around and whatnot. And yeah. a lot of kids oh, who don't even have siblings to... Yeah, pretty crazy. So, <laughs> by the looks of it, though, we are on the way out. Hopefully, touch wood on Sunday, things will start to ease. It looks Maybe. like it looks like things are. I think they're at the point now where they ha- they have to. The numbers are getting down low enough, and there's a lot of pressure from everywhere on well, them to today. start doing something. Two, two, two. Really? Yeah. Two. Yeah. I had no idea. Two. So, it's a funny one, though, isn't it? It's like it's like <laughs> a, a, a people a people just like getting. Like going, like if I honestly, if I got COVID right now, and if I if I had the symptoms, I'd be like, I'm not getting fucking tested. I'm just gonna go home and stay home for two weeks because I don't want Melbourne to stay locked down. No, uh, you know what I mean? Sweat it out. <laughs> nah, actually, I probably would because I'd be like, oh, I've probably come into contact with people and they need to contact trace. We've probably got it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> oh, that's my a lot of time together. Immediate thought. Who did I see yesterday? Yeah. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think it was yeah, when I got tested that yeah. time, that's what kind of does go through your head. Who did I see? Who did I, who did I actually see in the last couple of days? Mm. 
Because it could be, yeah. Like doing everything that we're doing, I would imagine people would be fine because we're keeping distance, we're wearing masks, we're cleaning gear and all that sort of stuff. But yeah, you just never know. Like it seems like some people will get it yeah, and they'll spread it to fucking everyone. Like old mate who went to yeah, I know. Uh, Shepparton. Oh, but then, yeah. But then you get other other people get it. Because they're saying the averages, you spread it to three people. Yeah. He spread it like to 28 people. And then we found out he went to Shepparton as well. And there were that then added more to that. Like, yeah, what was he it? Went, he, went, he, went, he went to Bunnings in Shepparton. He went somewhere else. Then he went for out for dinner in Shepparton. And then he went to Kilmore. <laughs> went to Cafe there. And he's from Metro, so technically he's not supposed to be going into these establishments and eating. He's not supposed to. Has anyone shot him with a sniper yet? He's <laughs> just in a lot of trouble. <laughs> oh, it's yeah. ridiculous. Dickhead, he's probably self-quarantining. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's your punishment. You're going to get dickhead. Dickhead tattooed on Yeah. <laughs> I reckon that'd deter a few people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So. <laughs> there was a really funny one though, because um, apparent I didn't I didn't see this, but someone was telling me this yesterday. Mm. So apparently, at the press conference, one of the reporters was asking Daniel Andrews about him. Yeah, right. And Daniel Andrews just said something about him being a liar. And the guy lied because he didn't tell him he had gone to Shepparton, and yeah, right. that's why. Like, because we found out he went to where was it, Kilmore? Mm. Yeah, like the other week. Yeah. Um, from Chadston. And then everyone's like getting stuck into Dan Andrews because they're like, oh, him calling someone a liar. That's rich. Because oh, <laughs> of the whole hotel thing. Poor yeah. Dan Andrews. Come on. That whole hotel, like the whole t- hotel thing's fine, but the fact that they lied and tried to cover it up is the bad thing. Definitely. It happened. No one could have stopped it. They didn't, he didn't go, oh, yeah, we're going to hire this security guard who's going to sleep with all the sick people. <laughs> <laughs> like that wasn't. That, that wasn't what like Dan thought when he hired him. So it's like, but they just tried. They tried to like hide it. Oh, <laughs> I know. What's going through your head, honestly? Just Australian politics for you, honestly. <laughs> just Australian security guards for yeah. you. <laughs> Have a look at that chick. Doesn't matter if she's got the virus. Give <laughs> 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 some protection. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I reckon there'd be some people though. That, like if you're a single horny person, you didn't look down for a while, but you'd go, "Yep, yeah, yeah I caught COVID for her." <laughs> How bad could it be? Like you know, can't breathe. <laughs> Under seventy. Zero point zero five percent chance. Not geriatric. <laughs> no, I mean him. He's 170. Oh, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. 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 <laughs> oh my god. Oh, it wasn't that good. It's <laughs> pretty funny. Oh, that was pretty funny. Oh my lord. Oh, uh, god. That's pretty funny. Oh, I think oh, that we shit. wanted to talk about um, your post <laughs> vibrations, the uh, authentic self. Yeah. Um, and what was what was the word that you used to start with? Vibrations. No, no. Uh, authenticity. 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 Um. So I, uh, I had a really. Uh, yeah, I'll start from the start. So yesterday I had a really good day. I think um, I'd had a really shit night's sleep on. Sh- Tuesday night to the point that I saw Craig on Wednesday and asked him how his weekend was. And then Craig was like, 
It's Wednesday, mm. right? <laughs> 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 Sorry. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, and then yesterday I had some re- had a really good sleep um, to the point where I woke up and thought that I didn't need to have a double shot of coffee. Um, and then I came to work and everyone was just in a super good mood. The weather was pretty good. Um, coached and everyone had a good time. And then I went for a walk with one of my best friends and I just randomly saw a few other people down the street at the same time. And I just had a really good uh, day. And then I was trying to think of um, something to post on uh, Instagram because I'd been meaning to do some content for work. But everything that I was trying to do, um, it just it just wasn't flowing. And then I was like, you know what, I'll talk about how I was feeling um, that day. So, yeah, I was just talking about um, how I... Yeah, I just... I just feel my most authentic self when I'm surrounded by people that I care about and I enjoy coming to work every day and who I work with and what I do. So I just sort of went on a bit of a four minute rant about that. Um, yeah. And it just, it just makes a whole difference in your life when everything seems to be going smoothly and you're enjoying every single aspect of what's going on and there's no stress and, um, yeah, and I feel like yeah. that, that probably all comes back to being in line with like living in line to your values, mm. um, surrounding yourself with people who also share similar values. Correct. Um, what I liked about it is mm. so it's something that we've talked about prior on talked a different a in, in a different podcast, mm. and I told you guys that once I became a trainer or even just like group fitness, mm. I like I found where I could be me, like that was me. Like I didn't have to tone myself down. I didn't have to um, behave in a certain way because you've got children or there was the expectations to how I was being perceived was totally how I I wanted it to be. Yeah. And it was just me. So Mm. it it was really good to hear that you found kind of like something where you can just be yourself. Yeah. And then you're – you're going to attract people that who like that about you. Because obviously the people that come to this gym and train with us, like they're obviously attracted to us as humans and they, in a sexual way, but like <laughs> they're attracted to what, what you know, the, the keep wearing services. my short shorts. Yeah. <laughs> Giddy up. Like what we do and how we run, how we run classes and, um, yeah. So well, we run with like, like, tracks. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. You, I don't take the class in the morning and think, oh, they're not going to like me if I say this. Or yeah. I'm just going to – you just – you're basically yourself mm. and you're yeah. passionate about what you're doing mm. and you want them to learn something and you want them to teach them something and you want them to have a good time. Yeah, but don't get them to come to class so we can make them feel shit about themselves. Like, yeah, that's not our – that's not our job. But like, that's not – that's not what we were about as mm. people. Like we don't go around making people feel bad. Like no. we're in you're we're in your corner. We yeah, like you guys. We you want you to come and yeah. And that's something about you that um, shines through into your classes. Then mm. so for you to figure that out is like massive. It's good. It's it's good. You then you you're not a you don't get scared to show your personality. You well, don't people, get, people can tell. Not, people can tell when you're not authentic. When you're being fake or putting on a persona yeah. or any of that sort of stuff. So, like when you are truly yourself, I feel like everyone gets caught up in 
like they see someone else on social media or, or whatever and they're like, I'm just going to be like that person. Like they look like they're doing really well. So I'm going to copy mm. what they're doing and just try and act and be and do everything like them. And it's, it's easy, like it's an easy trap, but not even just in coaching, but in life people do that. Yeah. But when you actually are yourself, things seem to be a whole lot better. Yeah, things just flow. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, your day isn't hard. No. It should be easy. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to have to deal with situations or unfortunate events or whatever. Yeah. But you, you can deal with them without having a persona or this image that you need to protect that's out there or all the rest of it. Mm. It's much easier. Mm. Like, yeah. It's much easier. Mm. Well, it's like a lot of a lot of coaches tend to try and put on a um, like persona of being this perfect eating strict you know like their life revolves just around fitness and eating chicken and broccoli and all that sort of stuff because they feel like that's what they need to be seen as Mm -hmm. but people tend to relate a lot more when you are authentic and I fucking love food like yeah I don't eat boring chicken and broccoli no. and stuff all the time yeah i'll get a pizza on the weekend i'll have a few beers yeah. i'll eat some chocolate like that's a normal week yeah like do i eat that stuff every single day no but there's flexibility like none of us are perfect mm. um and eat in this like perfect way that's not actually perfect mm. yes. does that make sense yeah because i feel like if i followed someone for example that just ate chicken and broccoli all the time I'd be like, you're a fucking idiot. Like, yeah, and I think it'd make me feel like if if I wasn't certain about who I was as a person and then if I was following X amount of people that were doing all this chicken and broccoli thing, for example, <laughs> that would make me feel like shit because I'd be like, God, I need to make more of an effort to be like them and then I'll feel better about myself. But it's not like that at all. I'd just be like, mm. fuck, how bland is this yeah. person? Yeah. <laughs> Do you have a life? Um, yeah, so yeah, yesterday was a good day. Yeah. I don't know if I have anything else to add to what happened yesterday. <laughs> Do you think that um, that yesterday mm. being the way it was just came to the realisation of, oh, life's well, good. Yeah. Actually, I like this. Actually, I'm, I'm, I'm in a good place. and I'd felt like that for a while. I'd been thinking like, oh, I feel pretty happy within myself and I don't know if it's just because I'm – it was getting closer to my birthday or, you know, I'm just feeling, ugh, there's no stress going on. Um, I don't know. I think just as you get older as well. And I think mostly this year too, I've probably felt the most comfortable I am like within my own skin. And then yesterday it just sort of, it was like a mic drop moment. I was like, Oh, this is life. And I think for a long time, I thought these are the cards I've been dealt with. You know, life's pretty shitty. Sometimes you work in a shitty job, blah, 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 but it doesn't have to be like that. And it's taken a long time for me to change that, like physiologically in my brain. Yeah. So your expectation Mm. of where you're at and where you need to be and what, what's going to happen in the next five years. I've just learned to surrender to it and just let it go and it'll run its course. Yeah. 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 And I think I was sort of riddled with anxiety in my early twenties. So it was, um, um, I can't remember where I was going with that. So, yeah, I sort of put a lot. We were talking about this yesterday, I think, or the day before, when how, like, when we're in our younger 20s, like, we always compare ourselves and we don't really know where we're going or what we're doing. Or, mm. um, 
But you're you know, told you should know where you're, where you're exactly. going and what you're doing and there's so much pressure. Yeah, yeah. and your you, friend, should, and your you should leave year 12 knowing yeah. what you're doing <laughs> Yeah, and exactly. go and do it. Yeah. yeah, so I think it was like you, you don't feel really sure within yourself of what, what's going on. But as you get older, you just, you know, you cut out the people that don't serve you anymore. And, you know, again, it comes back to that like attracts, attracts like, like the similar people you have values with um, or people you have similar values with is what I should say. That's they're your people yeah mm. so that's why people naturally just float in and out of the stages of your life it just depends what you're going through at the moment and what you're doing yeah, yeah there's no point hanging on to certain people in your life if no. things if, if you don't align yeah exactly and at some certain points in your life you will align with certain people and then mm. you might not yeah and they might come back later on in life yeah but there's no point forcing friendships relationships yeah. whatever anything like that if it's just it just doesn't feel right yeah but you will, you'll always tend to get attracted to uh, people or groups of people or mm. things in your life that are right for you. Like yeah. there's so many, like it's that sort of life doesn't happen to you, life happens for you. And there's so many opportunities out there and you've just got to like sort of open your eyes and see the opportunities because a lot of people are just like, oh, kind of like what you were saying before, like in, in your early 20s, the like you had a lot of anxiety and depression around things and you were kind of just like waiting for something to happen. Yeah, you're like waiting for lot, the next thing like to happen. I feel like a lot of people are like that. They, yeah. They think life is this like predetermined thing Yeah. that no matter what, like you don't have control over it. It's just going to happen the way it's supposed to happen. Yeah. Whereas the way I look at it, it's like the complete opposite. I'm like, you're in complete control of your life. Yeah. If you want to make it change, if, if you don't like it and you're not happy with it, then make that change. Yeah. Because you have plenty of opportunity to change it yeah so yeah that took me a long a long time to realize and i don't think i really realized that maybe like 12 18 months ago maybe probably 12 months ago um yeah like what i said i thought i was just dealt all of these cards i'm just going to deal with it and then it's just that's just how it is i feel like like there are there probably are some things in life that like will happen to me oh hell yeah but i feel like on the on the bulk of it you've you don't have a say of what's going to happen, but you've got to say of how you react to things that happen Correct. and the decisions you make. Like with every sort of thing that happens, you've got a handful of different decisions to make. Yeah. And they'll lead down a different path. And But it doesn't mean if you take that path and that's the wrong path, yeah. that it's it's wrong. Yeah. It's just a path. And that'll lead to another path. And that'll lead to another path. And you mm. just keep making all these decisions and put the, the right foot forward and things will, will happen the way they're supposed to or the way you want them to happen. Yeah. But you've got to, like, it's all... Um, you've got to be proactive, I guess, and believe. Yeah, you've got to do the actions. It's not just going to fall in front of your feet. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So my my story is way different to all of yours because yeah. by the time I was your age, my path was going. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, it, definitely. It, and I'm not going to say, I'm not going to sit here and say, this is what <laughs> I decided and I wanted to, and, and mm. I made a plan for all of this. Mm. That's not, that's yeah. not the case. Mm. Um and having the kids young and all that, I'm really glad now. I'm really glad what I did, how, yeah. how, how yeah, it yeah. turned out. But it's always hindsight. So, yeah, of course. Um, you can't say, like, oh, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't want to turn 30. I don't, mm. I don't know what's going to happen next in my life now. And I feel like this is a moment in time that mm. ch- makes things change. Yeah. Um, but it's just another birthday and it doesn't really make anything change and you're the one who makes it change i'll tell you something funny that happened to me that changed the way i thought about this Mm. is i went to the clairvoyant once oh yeah um and she said to me i I said to her 
Like I've had the kids. Oh, yeah. It wasn't like, how many kids am I going to have? Yeah, okay. And I'm going to build yeah. a new house and all this. Yeah. It was just any random. And um, she said, I said to her at the end of the session, can't remember what happened in the session, can't even tell you what she said that mm. was my plan or future yeah. or anything. Um, and this one that, I, that I've seen, I've seen her multiple times. She does more like your energy. Okay. That's why I liked to go yeah. see her and she also deals with um spiritual healing we'll say okay. we'll call it that's how she calls it yeah and it's more about dealing with things yourself so uh-huh. it's like same as what we talk about yeah just in a in a more holistic kind of view of it but mm-hmm. i i wanted to go see my grandparents and i wanted to take my kids to their house right? okay um they lived in near ballina okay. uh near uh, Lismore, they lived in yes. Lismore, which is kind of near Byron, Byron. that kind of that kind of area. Mm-hmm. Um, four kids, one wage. Um, I said, I really want my kids to experience what I did as a kid because my parents used to work. They used to send us their first school holidays. Oh, okay. And I want them to see that this, it's such a beautiful place, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. And she said, can't see it. Don't and I was that. just like, what? She goes, nah, can't see it. Nah, oh. it's not here. It's not in your cards. That's nothing that I can see. And yeah, then she right. said she said to me, just because I can't see it doesn't mean that it's not going to happen. Yeah. Because what what you truly want to happen, you need to make happen. Yeah. None of, what, none of anything that I've told you is set in stone. Yeah. And you can change anything that I have said to do with what you want. What If you really want this, you make it happen. Yeah. And I went home and I took that on board to the point where I just found cheap flights to, to Queensland and we went. We went like oh, that cool. year. Like we went within the, that mm. that couple of months after yeah, right. after I went there. Yeah. So. Yeah. Anything can happen. It's not you, set in stone. No. Yeah. I, I, I know that I've been like that my whole life virtually like. I want to do something. I'm going to do it. And Michael, yeah. it, Michael always says to me all the time, eh, I want a begola, but you don't really want it. So we're never getting one. <laughs> so you want to go and compete over in Japan. You're going to go to Japan and you always make things happen that you want. And I'm like, well, who, no one else is going to make them happen. Like if I want so it, if I actually really to want me. to do it, yeah. this is something that I really want in my life. Remember I'm going to make thing it happen. Michael made happen. <laughs> Remember? What, Remember? All the children? <laughs> well, that's, that's four. <laughs> um, but I remember when Michael was like really, oh gosh, really yeah. like, he just had this crazy idea to insulate your garage. <laughs> no, ma- no matter what you said, you're like, it's a fucking terrible idea. No matter what you said, he's like, nah, I've already ordered it. He yes. made it happen. <laughs> he did make it happen. He did. Because I was like... Oh. He's been harping on for like wanting a boat ever since I've known Tony and Michael. Yeah. And like, hasn't happened. But he wanted, he wanted that garage <laughs> done. It didn't matter what Tony said. He made that happen. He goes, you know how much how much more electricity we were paying in the fridges in the garage because the garage gets so hot. And I'm like, why do we need so many fridges? Just get rid of the fridges. What's actually even why in the fridges? So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was, that, that's gold. <laughs> so, but it's true. Like she said to me, I can't see that. I can't see you ever getting there. Like it's yeah. not in your cards. Yeah. But if you want this, if you want this to happen, yeah, then you can you can make this happen, and I found ninety nine dollar return flights, which oh is probably um, 
you know, and, to- and talk, talk all of them, all of them. <laughs> to Queensland for rent of the car, stayed with my grandparents. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, I've got, I've got a photo of them on my fridge. I think I put it up on my Insta story not long ago, and they're all standing out the front of my granddad's. Um, like my granddad had the Australian flag in his front yard and they're all standing there with their hand up saluting the, saluting the, um, the flag, the five of them with him. Sweet. And I think my granddad's been, uh, passed away now 10 years. So it's, yeah. So they would have been really little. Yeah. Very cute. It's very cute. I'll put it up on my story again, just so you can see. So... That's that's yeah. that's something that I took away from it from it with my life. Like things happen and yeah, I feel like a lot of things change like, well, and especially with the whole um, what do you call them clairvoyance and that mm-hmm. sort of jazz. Like a lot of people go to them and they're so into it that they're like, whatever that this clairvoyance chick needs says, to tell me what I'm this person do. who knows nothing about me or my life, mm. and probably crazy. Um, whatever <laughs> they say, that's that's like that's what's going to happen. I'm going to. Yeah not meet someone or I'm going to have three kids or I'm going to this and that. Yeah. You want to join in? (laughs) 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 But like they do, they get really caught up in it and they, they really think that their life is paved out in such a way that they can't change it. And this person said it wasn't on your guards. Yeah. Um, And who knows what they know. Yeah. Or how they, they, yeah. Or what they say. They might not even see your cards, but they're just like, ah, not on your guards. Well, if if it was kind of like one of those things that, you know, I just want you to come back and mm. not she like like I said to you, she's more of a spiritual healer. She more looks at your aura mm. and um, your vibrations and that kind of stuff, yeah, cool. and then um, says that you know you need healing or whatever, whatever, whatever. Yeah. Um, and but she, yeah, whatever I tell you is for you to take on board. And if you don't like it, do something about it. Yeah. If you want, don't want this to happen, and if you want something else to happen, do something about it. You're in charge. There's always something you can do. Always. Yeah. Always. Like, no matter what the situation is. She like, could have wanted my money to, and wanted me to come back. Like, <laughs> better come back in two weeks. Yeah. Like, we'll see. We'll see if the ch- your cards are changed. No. No. So, it, it's not uh, the story of, like, you must go see this clairvoyant and see what happens. No, yeah. no, no, I'm not saying that you need a clairvoyant. What I'm saying is <laughs> even the clairvoyants are telling you mm. that your destiny or your life or your yeah. next five years are in your control. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So we've got five minutes left before I've got to start coaching. All right. Cut a bit fine <laughs> I know. Short podcast. Everyone's going to be like... Bite-sized episode. <laughs> I'll probably be fucking glad that they haven't got to listen for an hour and a half. Yeah, I was blowing up the microphone. Maybe. Tony's screaming in their ears. <laughs> I'm not talking about... So what are we listening to this week? So uh, I've only really listened to one, which is the one I was talking about before we started the podcast. Um, but I'm only halfway through it. So it's not really a great review. Um, I listened to Life Uncut and the start of it was talking about... Um, actually, no, I lie. So, <laughs> the start of it, fuck, I've actually listened to three. It, Sorry. Jesus. Oh, my God. He's oh, my God. Nothing. I've listened to nothing. I've listened to three. Um, so, she's the first bit in Life Uncut. They were talking about really bad, like, dates. It was quite funny. Um, another podcast that launched this week was called Higher Love by Jordana Levine. And she's actually just, <laughs> she's actually got a book coming out. I think it's in, like, uh, the start of next year. But what she's done is she, um, three girls 
have joined her podcast and it's about like they all live different lives i think two are from sydney might be from victoria and it talks about like their different dating life like they've actually gone out to like date while they do this podcast and report back on what they've learned about themselves and things like that so it was only episode one so we only got to like really know the girls like their background and stuff and then i think next week they're talking about um what they've actually learned on their first date um and then i listened to so the satin returns um podcast started back uh last week but then with this week's episode um um they talk about you know what i'm just gonna tell you to listen to it it's called Anushka Florence and the Call of the Feminine. So they just talk about the feminine energy. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to go into a spiel about it, but it was really interesting. It only goes for half an hour. Oh, that sounds interesting. Yeah, I'll totally send it to you. Send it to me. I will. I finally listened to <laughs> um, the Terry Carew's podcast. Oh, oh amazing. God, I haven't listened to that. <laughs> finally, <laughs> finally listened to it. Yes. Funny. And actually, when you were talking before about... Um, friendships and um people coming into your life and out mm. of, it was kind of like because i just finished yeah, listening to it he, spoke about he, really good. he did really speak about that at the end and it was people come into your life and they leave it and and he had people he deleted yeah he blocked huh. on his phone um wow and I, so I actually found that quite refreshing because it's been quite a few times that i've you know turned my phone off or just blocked um messages for the whole of the weekend yeah. and or um unfollowed people not because i didn't like them anymore or i didn't Mm. need them anymore in my life or we weren't friends but our lives have had gone in different pathways and we just weren't being cohesive anymore yeah and whatever you were doing or they were doing um wasn't lining with what i was doing and i just needed i needed to shut off from that because i can't and then and going back to my maternal self of mm-hmm. I can't fix everything and I can't fix everybody and it's not my job yeah and I need to yeah. do a bit of a break yeah. from that because that's not what I not that's not, well, not my what I need so um, I thought that was really good and I liked how he said that I want people to be in my life that want to be here yeah um and but they're free to leave if they're not getting what, what they, they what they want but but yeah. so am I yeah. So you make it more harmonious. Harmonious. Um, I don't know. A group group around yeah. you because everybody's wanting to be there or willing to be there and What's wanting to like, be in your circle. The whole thing we've always had at the gym, and I always speak to people about this when they first sign up, when they come and join. They ask about locking contracts and stuff like that because most gyms do a 12-month locking contract. Mm. And whether it be a great business decision or not, we always opted out of that purely because we wanted people who wanted to be here to be here. Yeah. We never wanted people to train here just because they're locked in for another eight months or whatever. We want them to stay because they choose to be here. Um, And that's important. Yeah, it is important. We spoke about this the other week. People people make a – to come to our gym, like, it's – it's a massive um, almost compliment because they choose that this is important enough for them yeah. to spend an hour, 45 minutes, whatever, of their time, of their time mm. a day or, you know, a couple of times a week to come yeah. in. Yeah, because yeah, people's yeah. time is precious. Hell yeah. And for them to make a decision to go, this is important enough for me to come to, is really cool. So, like, 
Is that that makes me feel really good. Really funny. <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently, apparently physically attractive. Wow. Well, you said before. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not old at all. <laughs> all right. I um, I listened to these are actually ones I listened to last week. The ones I listened to this week probably pretty boring. But um, I listened to a couple. Of, like, I listened are, to nothing they're else. They're like finance ones, ones and uh, businessy ones. But I listened to um, Melbourne Strength Culture had a couple of really good podcasts that I liked last week. Mm-hmm. Um, one with, is with Dr. Pete Coleman, who is a uh, doctor of philosophy um, who trains there, and they get him on pretty frequent. Uh, he's really good. I actually really like his stuff. Yeah. Um, he. It was self. The episode was titled "Happiness is a Dumb Goal," <laughs> and they, they, they delved into like my goal is to be happy. How that is like just the shittest goal ever. Um, <laughs> no, literally, literally, it's a shit goal because chasing happiness. Like, yeah, how do you chase happiness? Instead, yeah. what, what they said was chasing purpose and chasing helping other people and stuff like that is more likely to make you happy, happy. than just chasing like I want to be happy. Like, like yeah. There's not. There's nothing like. Yeah. It's just shit. <laughs> like if you chase something that like research shows that by doing things that help other people is more likely to make you happy than mm. doing something for yourself. We spoke about this on one of the other podcasts. I think it was an early one. It was like, an early one. Buying something for yourself, mm. like for example, going and buying a massage. I I buy a massage for me. Yeah. Might be a bit happy when I when I go and get that massage buy a massage for someone else you're yeah. like oh I feel really good because that person's going to enjoy something now yeah. and it's like Michael when he makes food for people that's like his, his thing yeah. like, that makes him feel really good when he oh. makes food for someone and they enjoy it so that's his like acts of service La- yeah last week he made burgers but... for lunch he did and when I got home he goes I saw Brie took a photo <laughs> <laughs> I was so was full <laughs> I was full for like Five hours. He was so chuffed that you took a photo of it. I was chockers, and to the point where I was like, "Mum was like, do you want homemade pizzas for tea?" And I was like, "No, Mum, I'm just gonna have a salad. I'm so full." It was one burger. It was was one burger. Yeah, it was a big burger. I only ate half. You're smart. Yeah, yeah. No, I just know what Michael's like. (laughs) And when he said the burger weighed whatever it was, 160 gram patty. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I don't need that in my life. And then (laughs) Bree's like, "Do you get bound up?" (laughs) (laughs) And I go, "No." Yeah. Because I've learned my lesson when Michael comes in with his food. Yeah. Michael, Michael never cooks a small amount of food. No. Like, there's always a lot. He was yeah. he was so sad last weekend. Why? Because I told him he wasn't allowed to cook anything on Saturday. Because <laughs> it was only me and Alicia and him home for the night. Yeah. And he wanted to cook this lamb shoulder that he had. Oh, God. Um, and it the, was... Taking away the man's purpose. Plus yeah. four kilos of meat. Like, oh, there was three of us. Mm. We did not need it. No. And everyone was coming home on Sunday for dinner. Mm. So I said, cook it on Sunday. Yeah. Because you're just going to cook something else on Sunday. Yeah. Like, you're not going to cook that. You're not going to make them eat that. Like, what are we going to do with four kilos of meat? <laughs> cook it on Sunday. And then for the whole of the weekend... He, anytime he talked to anyone, he told them how I banned him for cooking and he has no purpose for his weekend. Well, you bruised his ego. <laughs> so Life's not worth living. No. <laughs> make a curry, goddammit. All righty. <laughs> we, better, we better call it that, but yep. episode 30 is kind of cool. 
Happy 30th, Bree. Thank you, guys. Know, have a great weekend. weekend. Thank you very much. I'm sure and you'll hear all about it. I hope everyone enjoyed this short, bite-sized episode. <laughs> we'll see you next week, hopefully, for bye. a longer one. See you later. See you, bye.